Titus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as... Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to hear a bicycle. I want to hear it now. I want to hear a bicycle. Right here on Helming Power. episode 43 of the Hell Ming Power Hour, where we're going to go through and, and talk about a movie that most people have either forgotten about or just never seen at all. And to conquer this movie, I've got my movie connoisseur, Buddy. <laughs> not Buddy. That's not his name, Buddy. But it's Mister. It's Mr. Danny Bennett. Yeah! That's right. Movie connoisseur with an emphasis on the sewer. <laughs> uh, it could be a movie connoisseur. That'd been even could be, better. Could be the movie Carnosaur. No, no, it's not. No. No. It's not. That's not the movie we're doing. As a matter of fact, we're doing a movie that very few people have heard of because of our status as princes of Mongo and because of our hailing power actually got some exclusive ability to check out this film. And we could not be prouder to be part of the, the fandom, to be part of the community that is the sci-fi Flash Gordon community and and we are so thankful that they allowed us to see and review this movie yep he's he's making up a lot of bull folks we're we're going to talk about a movie that nobody has ever seen nor will you ever see it we are the only ones to have seen this movie and what are we talking about of course we're talking about flash gordon part two clytus's revenge that's right and the the actuality of Clytus's Revenge came about because the Hail Ming Power Hour crowd on our Facebook page, in one of our many polls, yep. came up with this to be the next farcical movie that we would review. Right. So, and realistically, this is farcical episode number two. And I know we've got two pages out there, but if you're not in the closed group... You're missing out on voting on all these these things that we do. So you're actually driving what we're doing a lot on this show. So uh, if you're not on there, you need to join up and and let your voice be heard. If you didn't want it to be Flash Gordon Part 2 and you want it to be Big Trouble in Little China Part 2, you should have voted because we could have covered that one. So who knows? That may right. come down the pike. But uh, yeah, man, this is for the fans. Uh, we did one a while back. If you haven't checked out the farcical we did... Back in the first year of the show, we covered Princess Bride Part 2. 
And uh, so now we're getting to cover another movie that only Danny and I have seen, which is Flash Gordon Part 2. And uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, it's it's an exciting prospect that Flash Gordon Part 2, that only we have seen, will be exclusively premiered in podcast form right now. That's right. So everybody just strap yourselves down, because we'll be right back right after this. Yo, yo, yo. The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by Billy's Bridal. It's a nice day for a white wedding. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! All right, we're rolling, Randy. You supposed to read the opening, Charlie? Oh, come on, Randy. No, it's gonna be real good. Go ahead, boy. Hey, look. Is that Randy Newman over there? Randy Newman, and I'm here to do another episode of Hal Hallbrook's Fancy Pants. Hell, make Randy. Never mind. I know it's been a while, but I got a chance to come back. I got some good questions to answer. First question comes from Mark Allison. Mark asks, "Dear Randy, some people think I'm crazy." But I feel like the paranoid are out to get me. That's not crazy, or is it? Sheesh. Where do these people come from? Charlie. Come on, Randy. You, you don't, know these people? You don't have to be mean about it. Just okay. try to answer well, the question. First thing, Mark, is stay away from the drugs. Oh, for I know they, they probably make you feel like you can pick up a tow truck or something, but uh, it's really... It's really getting you out there, man. And second thing, you need to turn yourself in because they've been looking for you for a while. <laughs> That's not cool, Randy. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Next question. Second question comes from the Wyke Wyke Bonnequit. Bonnequ Wyke Bonnequit. I, I think it's the witch. The witch. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. Anyway, the white he asked, Dear Randy, I live in a country where all the wildlife are deadly predators, but I have a young family. How can I best prepare them to survive? Well, Wyke, why don't you move to Canada with all the other sissies? <laughs> are you happy with yourself? We're not going to be able to use any of this. <laughs> Next question. This next question's from Rob Pollock. It says, Dear Randy, I have a Russian mail order bride. What? Just go. Just go. Okay. Uh, that insists on putting mayonnaise on her french fries. What can I do to show her that ketchup is better? I mean, it's red for God's sakes. Well, Rob, first thing... If you got a mail order bride, you got worse problems than french fries, buddy. I think the first thing you ought to do is probably take her back to the post office. Put her in that overnight delivery box or something and just send her back where she belongs. Because she's never going to understand, man. She's coming. Next question. This next is from Amy Cross. And it says, Dear Randy, why? 
For God's sakes, why? I, I don't... Next question! This next question's from Darren Wilson. It says, Dear Randy, My life is good. That's, that's good. But hostile political landscapes and so many people saying it's money that matters has got me feeling down. I know from your music that you love LA and I do boy. But can you tell me other things that you love to help me burn on? Thanks, you got a friend in me. Hey, that's a song, Darren. And it says, P.S. Have you seen my baby? Well, I haven't, and I'm sure it's a pretty one. But I bet a song will fix the problem. your question don't forget to go to my facebook page called ask randy you can leave your questions there and i'll try to answer for you see you next time boys and girls the following movie is rated pg-13 In the future, the world is dying. Humanity is being targeted for extinction. The fate of the species has only one hope. To transport the entire population of the planet to a new world. In a ship large enough to accommodate them. Fast enough to get them there. Reliable enough to traverse the entire galaxy and strong enough to protect them from their enemies. This summer, humanity's last chance is to get on board. The most epic science fiction film becomes the greatest movie ever made, ever. From executive producers Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, J.J. Abrams, Michael Bay, and M. Night Shyamalan, and by director Robert Klaus of Jim Cotta. Starring Kurt Russell, Gerard Butler, Angelina Jolie, Benedict Cumberbatch, Scarlett Johansson, Channing Tatum, Lucy Liu, Patrick Stewart, Ryan Reynolds, Steve Buscemi, Daniel Radcliffe, 
Liam Neeson, Peter McNichol, Rosario Dawson, Kevin Bacon, Peter Capaldi, Megan Fox, Eddie Murphy, Sam Jones, Avery Brooks, Rob Van Dam, Dom DeLuise, Eva Angelina, Dolph Lundgren, Randall Tex Cobb, Antonio Banderas, The Mighty Boosh, Ellen DeGeneres, Ali Young, Natalie Portman, Ray Parks, Devin Aoki, Samuel L. Jackson, Katy Perry, Kane Hodder, Clint Howard, and Anthony Hopkins as Gary Gnu, the Great Space Coaster. Due to fame, fortune, the aforementioned celebrities may not actually be associated with this film. Hello to the Hail Ming Power Hour. Sam Jones, Flash Gordon, death to Ming. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are going to take a dive into, dive into Flash Gordon Part 2. Yeah. I have a question. So since this movie does not exist, do we have to take the time machine there? Where would we take it? To the time of legends? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do we not take the time machine? I mean, oh, we kind of have to take the time machine. It's kind of what we do. It is kind of what we do. So, so uh, we'll can, can we just set machine. it? Can we set it just for now? That's a good idea. We'll do that. Let's set it for now. Yeah. Let me get the time machine, the time chicken out of the time chicken coop. <laughs> we got a time chicken coop, everybody. Time chicken Thanks coop. To, uh, let's Thanks see. to our uh, our many sponsors, we were able to afford some chicken wire and some uh, some rough wood, and uh, we were able to make a chicken coop. So hopefully. We will not lose this foul again. Right. And even though that we're going to make a very, very short trip in the time machine, we still have to talk about our sponsors, too, though. Because right. we, have, we have to build the chicken coop. We have to have sponsors to be able to build that. So the first one I got is another new one. Man, we've been racking them up here lately. But uh, it's, Bobby nice. Bra- it's Bobby Brown's House Cleaning. And their motto is, is what, can Brown, what can Brown do for you? Ooh. <laughs> I think that motto has been used by somebody else. Um, uh, everything Bobby Brown has ever done has been done by somebody else. Oh! Hail me. Oh. I've got a new sponsor here, too. Uh, James Jones Frozen Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> For when your dinners are running afoul, why not put ours in your mouth? Oh. <laughs> James Jones. <laughs> <laughs> James Jones Kool Aid. <laughs> Let's drink it. <laughs> Let's drink it together. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> we'll move right along, folks. So, everybody, strap yourselves in because we're going to take a really, really short trip in the time machine to right now, apparently. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Whoa. There we are, just like that. I feel like I never left. <laughs> All right, so uh, to jump into that <laughs> was ridiculous. <laughs> to jump into this movie, we have to have a synopsis, and we got the guy that did our first synopsis for the first Flash Gordon to come back and do the second one. So here's crappy Christopher Walken. Oh, Flash Gordon two. After his release from prison, Notorious Ex-Con and Moonshiner moves in with his father in a cabin in the swamp. 
His bootleg plans are cut short, however, when a federal agent tells him that he will lose custody of his nine-year-old daughter unless he helps bring down a local crime lord. Oh! (laughs) Then, an American cowboy living in Mexico discovers his cattle are being eaten by a giant prehistoric dinosaur. I'll give this uh, a Cisco two and a half cowbells on the rating. <laughs> Christopher Walken, everybody! Yeah! Was that really the plot of Savannah Smiles? Or? <laughs> it could be. Savannah Smiles. How about that? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny. Let's get into this. What's your first reason? For people to watch, or to attempt to watch, Flash Gordon Part 2, Clytus' Revenge. Man, there are so many <laughs> twists and turns in this plot. And yes, I'm going to have to the, the very first one that, that got me just right in the feels is when Flash turns bad. Oh, yes. I mean, you've you, you got to trust Flash. He's kind of your, your compass. You know, you, you know he's always there for good. And, um, and when Zarkov, you know... Turns him bad. Yeah, I, I was I was floored. Yep, and, and there's there's more that ties into that, which we'll get into a little later on. But yeah, man, Flash ends up kind of being uh, your, your your bad guy here for a bit, and and uh, you know it, it's kind of devastating because he's Flash, right? So everybody's depending on him. So right. yeah, he, put, he, he puts on that black uniform that that uh, Princess Aura gets him in the first one. And he's just like, this feels good. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> oh no, man, it's, it feels bad. <laughs> It's crazy. I may be bad, but I feel good. I think he said yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's this movie. Hell, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, so for me, uh, you know, really setting the whole thing up, if you're trying to figure out, wait a minute, Flash Gordon 2, didn't Ming die? Didn't Clytus die? What, what's the story here? Well, if you remember at the very end of the first movie, you see a hand come up and actually grab the ring, and it says, the end, question mark. And I'm telling you, if you go back and you watch this movie, the original movie, you'll see it's a black glove that reaches down and gets the ring. Now, when Ming got killed, he was all dressed in red. Red gloves, the whole shebang. This black glove is picking it up, and guess who it is? Clytus. Clytus isn't dead. He got somebody to get some sticks or whatever and stick his eyeballs back in his head. And uh, he's going to be taking over the role of what Ming was in the first movie. So he's wanting revenge for what has happened to him and everybody that he loves, mainly his boss. So Yeah, everybody that he loves. Yeah, like he loves anybody. They had I mean, to ch- change some characters because actually Clytus is played by Ron Perlman in this one. So uh, just a different, uh, just a whole different air about him. He's a little tougher. You know, uh, he's got the one metallic arm, which, you know, they still don't give any explanation of why he's got the one arm that's metallic and doesn't work at all. So, uh, I don't know. It, it still doesn't play into it. But he gets Ming's ring, so he becomes really, really powerful. And because of that, Clytus kidnaps Voltan's daughter. If you remember the first movie that had his little daughter and she's in the little pink outfit. Well, he gets her, and he's also wiped the mind of Zarkov. And we'll get into yeah. that in a minute, too. So that's that's a, like you haven't seen that before. A big shocker there. They had to repeat the things they thought really worked well. And uh, they breed Voltan's daughter with a lizard man. 
and it creates an army of creatures to do his bidding. So now he's got all these creatures that work for him. And they can fly and they shoot lasers out of their face slash mouth. You know, remember the, the way they looked? Yeah, face mouth. Fa- the face mouth. Face and, uh, mouth. <laughs> and they make this horrible screeching noise that, you know, it's part of their defense that they can And I hated that noise. Like, every time that noise, it just... It, it yeah. made my soul turn cold. Yeah, because that's the whole point. It's supposed to do that and makes your ears bleed. And these things are called screech bitches. And uh, <laughs> and you know, really, Flash Gordon Two is a lot darker than the first Flash Gordon. It's it doesn't have really like dark. that. It doesn't have that that like it was around that time where darker movies were selling. And they said, you know, let's let's make this thing dark. Let's right. make it heinous. Right. So you know, again, these things called screech bitches. They kind of sound like this. <laughs> I mean, that would just make anybody Whoa. fall to their knees, man. Whoa, yeah, I'm on my knees right now. <laughs> so, yeah, screech of bitches. They're, they're bad news. I know I just went through a lot of stuff right there, but it yeah, all ties well, into each other. You had to get the plot of what's going on here. It, it all does. It all does. And, and of course, you know, with, with Evil Flash going around, you know, Baron and, and Voltan, you know, Voltan's a little... Uh, there's a couple of things to keep Voltan down in this movie. You know, one is the abduction and the abuse of his daughter, which you know, again, it's dark. Right. And the other is the is the uh, Hawkman Civil War. Oh yes. Where some of the Hawkmen decide to follow Voltan, and some of them follow this this new Hawk, and you know, is this Black Hawk. His name is uh, Ajax, and he you know he fights on the other side, and he says you know Voltan's led us to nothing but ruin. Voltan followed Flash, and Ajax just a. Uh, this really kind of usurps half the, the Hawkman, and, and so Voltan well, is fighting on two sides there. Right, well, and you think about, I mean, dude has street cred because, I mean, he's War Rocket Ajax was named after him. So this dude, yeah. is, he's a well-known Hawkman. Yeah, I mean, he kind of came back, you know, like, I, you thought I was gone, but I'm not. And he, and he <laughs> tries to take the, the... And Voltan uses his club, you know, they get into one of those fights on the on the platform. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's that's a heck of a fight. I mean, just watching Brian Blessed, because they got him back for this one. Right. Just watching him just just swing that club. Right. He's really the only he's really tough. The only difference they made with this one is is with Voltan. They they kind of changed him up a little bit. It's still Brian Blessed, but he's <laughs> but he talks like an OG man. So he's got this this street cred going on. Like, you must get out of my face, yo. Things like that. So they really changed a lot of his dialogue and made him talk like a rapper. That's what the people wanted. Yeah, I mean, it was a big demand, and and somebody was going to have to do it. Brian Blessed stepped up and said, yeah, I'll take it on, man. I'll I'll, I'll make Voltan talk this way. So it's kind of like when you're watching Clockwork Orange. You know, they've released the book, and you had to have basically a dictionary and a thesaurus in the back to tell you what things meant. Same deal here. The version we saw actually had subtitles at the bottom, so every time he spoke, and it was words we didn't understand that would tell us what he was really meaning, like, you know, golly, or, you know, don't put that there. Uh, whose shoes are these? Things like that. The subtitles, though, they take away from the experience. I, I, I turn them off. Yeah. So what you got? Oh, well, you know, it, it just, it's such breakneck pace. I, I got to say that that you know, after they escape from you know Mongo Prime, where the uh, where the palace is, and they have to hide out in Phrygia, they oversee the the Phrygian rite of passage. It's kind of like the Arborian rite of passage, where they right. you know they they stick their hand in there with the scorpion monster and. On Phrygia, though, it's it's a lot colder, so they're frozen in a block of ice, and then they're dropped into a, a series of caves. 
uh, with with something. It's kind of like the Wampa. You know, I think they might have taken something from uh, the second Star Wars movie. Well, there, they and, would do something like that. Well, you know, it, you got to take inspiration where it comes, and and uh, a random frigite and right. Prince Baron are are dropped into the uh, the cave system, and. Again, you know, another surprise for me. You know, Prince Baron's fighting. The Frigide is fighting. They're they're almost up to the to the tunnels, and what happens? Prince Baron's head gets ripped clean off. Right. And, and one thing I we mean, forgot to mention in this part too is no longer is it Timothy Dalton. They kind of got rid of him, but Bruce Campbell is is now the Baron. Right. What will become of the Baron? You know. <laughs> but, <laughs> And that and that scene where where there's you know just just his disembodied head in the green outfit, which I think he probably had because he played Atelicus and and uh, Hercules, you know, and they were, he was like, hey, I've already got a green exactly. like yeah uh, outfit, and his head gets ripped clean off, and it's just that green outfit on the ice and just a huge red stain of blood that's, that's uh, melting away. I mean, it's it kind of looks like the, a it kind of looks like an icy, it's like a cherry icy. That's yeah, that's kind of yeah, well, frozen. And then with the frigide just gets out, you know, while while the thing's eating Prince Baron, he just he takes off. He's like, I'm a man now, and then you know you don't see him anymore. <laughs> so being that we're talking about Phrygia, the the big thing he talked about Flash going bad. The reason yeah. why where that all starts is they're actually doing a trip uh, you know what what happens is, is flash is now blind uh he and and voltan are traveling and they go by phrygia they're looking for voltan's daughter because she's been missing of course Clytus has got her we don't you know they don't know that at the time so they're going around looking for his daughter because she's missing and they get too close to phrygia and flash is you know riding on a on a on a rocket cycle and he has a yeah, real bad he rock, does. He had a bad, real bad right, uh, rocket cycle accident. He, he got too close to Phrygia, and his hands were like a little bit sweaty, I guess, just in normal process. You know, you're flying on a flying blind on a <laughs> rocket cycle. But uh, they get too close to Phrygia, and and Flash's hands actually freeze to the throttle in the wide open position. And he can't get his hands off it, and he crashes into the edge of Phrygia, and, and, it, and it blinds him. And so that gives him a turn to start becoming bad. And, uh, you know, he's depressed because, you know, now he can't see. And he just start, starts taking it out on everybody. And that's, this, that's his spiral down to the, to the dark side, if you will. Yeah, and, and Dale is, is having none of it. You know, she's trying to, to bring him back from the brink. But what are you going to do? I mean, you know, Flash is either all the way up or he's way down. You know, right. it's one of those kind of personalities. And... Uh, there's the Dale seduction scene. Yes. Or she's she's trying to yeah, I know. She's trying to get him back from the edge and, and yeah, she's like, Well, you remember the palace outfit I had, you know, I can wear that for you and and but he's blind. So yeah. you know, he can't see it and it just it just throws him into a rage. Yep. And he he has the the palace guard execute a bunch of those little um, Fellini things. Right. And actually, that seems pretty awesome because they just kind of line them up like a deck of cards, you know, back to back to back to back. And then they have this—I don't know—it's like a—it's like a like a laser, it's like a la- laser sword thing, right? That just that just slowly just pops their heads off, pop 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 pop, right across there, like, kind of like, like that, it. like that slow moving thing on Predator Two. Like on Predator Two, that's what right. I was gonna say. It's like yeah. pre- I think Predator Two might have got it from there. Maybe so, because you know these movies are so influential. So yeah, you heard us talk a while ago about Zarkov. He's involved with the bad guy now, and the reason why 
You heard me say it earlier. Cladis had his memory wiped again. And uh, but the only problem is, is Zarkov only remembered stuff that happened in the first movie. So when they rewind and they're showing, they're only showing clips from the first movie because that's as far back as his memory goes. So, so he can only refer to things that happened back in the first movie. It's you know, there's only so many times you can have your brain drained. Right. It's like a it's like a long term versus short term memory. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, and that's cool because I really yeah, they got Topol to come back for this, but he's yes. a little older. And uh, he's really a fantastic actor. He pulled it off well, I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's good to see him back in the role. No doubt. And, I mean, but where is Clytus is the question. You know, when all this is going on, Flash has gone bad, what is Clytus up to? He, he's been plotting. He, he takes Zarkov and uses him as an inside man. Yep. And doesn't he... Isn't that about the time that he resurrects General Kala? Yeah. That, another big scene is, is bringing back uh, General Kala. And... Uh, Cladis basically sneaks back into the palace when nobody's looking when he's getting the ring and he finds a shop vac and he just vacuums up what's left of Kala. You remember she all melted down. It was like slimy and stuff. So he, he vacuums her up. Then he takes it and has Dr. Sarkoff put it in like a big syringe or whatever. And he injects it into a new character. So you kind of get like a double thing here. It's not the same same person, same actor, but they inject this into a, a character that's played by Miley Cyrus, and, and the character's called Commander Skanko. Helming. <laughs> so Skanko is now... <laughs> is now uh, General Kala in just a different form. Different form indeed. You know, it, it's it's nice to see uh, new and upcoming actresses like Miley Cyrus getting the opportunity to work with uh, Ron Perlman and uh, Brian Blessed and Tobel. And, and Bruce Campbell. And Bruce Campbell until his untimely demise. I mean, yeah. he, he doesn't last very long. You know, they're kind of like, Prince Baron, what are you doing on Phrygia? And, and he, he ends up, you know, much like on his own planet. You know, he's kind of coerced into this this rite of passage you know because every rite of passage is rough um in mongo um but i was going to say that along with the new and the old actors there are a few tried and true stars that have returned like bronson pinchot yes as the new as as the new palace doctor (laughs) you know he's he's kind of he kind of looks like the old palace doctor he's in the pajamas you know and he comes around and he sees the the evidence that uh that general kala has been vacuumed up and he tries to tell Flash but Flash is too busy you know celebrating his victory and he says but really I think this could be dangerous and really throughout he's kind of trying to do the right thing he's trying to tell Flash hey you know this blindness shouldn't turn you evil he's he's trying to tell Voltan I know you're involved in this civil war but but you know there there are dangers that you don't know about you know but he just he's always at the wrong place the wrong time he gets he gets punched a few times that's just yeah that's the way it is for him anywhere he goes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And eventually he ends up um, falling into one of those Orburian trash monsters head. Right. Kind of gets swallowed up. Which they play a key role in this movie later on, too. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, another big twist for this movie is Princess Aura is pregnant through the whole thing. And uh, so, you know, even though they're they're taking all these trips and doing all the adventure stuff, she's pregnant the whole time. But it also sets up for part three, which most people don't know about. Because at the sure. very end of the movie, when she has the baby, uh, they pretty much, it's it's obvious that it belongs to Prince Thun. 
So that starts a whole that starts a whole different uh, segue into uh, another sequel. Yeah, it's kind of like the end of that Naked Gun movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, there's there's a little uh, there's going to be a big conflict there. I, I would well, imagine. It, so it's good that, that Prince Thun's legacy lives on. Yeah. You know, and, he, and he tried to do the right thing. And, and with the Baron getting his head cut off, I mean, who knows where this could go, really? So. Yeah, it could go anywhere. I mean, and, and I'm glad that Zarkov eventually shakes the uh, the evil again too. I, I was glad to see that. Oh yes, because I hate Zarkov being bad. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. More more than Flash being bad, actually. Yeah, just some something about his purity. You know, his. Well, there's a telephone right here. You know, I just <laughs> I I like to know that guy's on my side. Um, and it all comes down. And this is obviously the main reason I watch this movie, but. You know, before you had all the big battle scenes in the original movie, but in this one, it's all on Arborea. So all the big fights are there, and it all starts when the Screecher bitches attack the youth on Arborea. You get that sound again. And they, they come down, they swoop down, and they're attacking all the youth in Arborea while they're learning how to weave jackets. They're all running everywhere, and then out of nowhere, because of that, you get all the Hawkmen coming in. Like you said, you got both sides of the Hawkmen that are split, so they're all coming in. They're fighting yeah. each other. Then they're fighting with the Screecher bitches and, and losing. I mean, these things are wiping everybody out because they got the lasers and everything built in. And uh, then you got the one Hawkman that they grab. And they pull him through. Yeah. Some, they pull him through some trees, and he literally gets just skinned alive because they like stick him in between some branches, some big wide it's, branches, and just pull him. Through it's rough, ripping his skin off, man. So, uh, and they ripping wing Hawkman's wings off left and right. These things, these mothers are strong. And, uh, <laughs> and I think the the visual effects were done by what uh, Tony Severatini. Yes. Yeah. I mean, lasers just shooting out of their face. They're 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 intimidating, man. I I don't like them. Well, you're not I mean, supposed to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, they really do a good job of making them a villain. And, of course, General Kala, you know, or, or uh, Smiley Cyrus. <laughs> Commander Skanko. Right. She is feeding information to uh, to Ajax, you know, to try and keep the this, the Hawkman Civil War going on. And then eventually the, the Hawkman find out. You find right. out that he's basically been a stooge of the, uh, the ex-Ming Empire this whole time. Right. And... So they flock, of course. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> they flock to, uh, to to Voltan, and then as a single fighting unit, they're they're finally able to overcome the Screecher bitches. Well, th- there's another part of it too, though, that that has to play out, and that leads back to the creatures you were talking about, the the garbage sack creatures that were there. So, yeah. In order to win, so you got Flash and company and Voltan. They all get together, and and to get help from the underground creatures, they have to go to this new character and. You don't see him, but Matt Damon does the voice of it, and, right? Uh, and it, he pretty much saves the day. And that character's name is Trash Canyon, and uh, he's <laughs> he's the one that gets all the garbage bag creatures to start just taking out all the screecher bitches. And we're glad for Trash Canyon. Trash I mean, Canyon's he, awesome. He saves the day. Yes, he does. I've got it right here. It says Matt Damon, the character that saves the day, is named Trash Canyon. Trash Canyon. Yep. Well, I mean, we, we've just about wrapped it up, except, of course, for the subplot where Dale, you know, when she can't get flashbacks, she realizes that there has to be a strong leader in Flash's place. So she begins a search to find Ming, right? You know, to, to find the, the force that is Ming, you know, thinking that maybe if she can bring him back, she can bring him back for good and not evil. Right. And uh, 
she has the whole confrontation with Clytus to get the ring. Right. Right, and, and, you, you, that, and that's all, again, is like leading up to the third episode where this is all leading. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we, when we saw the, the uh, we saw how badass that, that Dale could be in the first uh, movie where she was able to take out guards and do flips and shoot people, and, and you know, right. she just does more of that. Oh, yeah. She finds her way to uh, to where Clytus is, is kind of the mastermind, the puppet master, and she brings it all down. You know, right. The, and, and then during that time, too, Trash Canyon has has some spells that he can do, and he actually brings back the sight for Flash, and he also brings back the memory again to Zarkov. So they team back up, and they come back, and while they come back, that's where you see Clytus is fighting with Dale, and it's getting pretty pretty crazy going on because she's you know like you said doing flips and shooting all the pig face people like from the first one mm-hmm. and yep. she's trying to get the ring from Clytus and they're wrestling around and all of a sudden out of nowhere you get Voltan coming on one side Flash comes in the other side and they don't know what to do and Voltan trips and his hat falls off you know they got the big two prongs on it and yeah. Flash actually picks up the hat and runs up and stabs Clytus with, with Voltan's hat yeah, and he starts melting again, and then she, you know, Dale grabs the ring and backs off, and he's just like almost like the Wicked Witch. Oh, I'm melting, I'm melting, you know, and he's got his, you know, Voltan's hat stuck in his chest, and they're just standing and laughing at him, basically. And, and you know, Dale has has had enough of this whole thing from this point, you know. Right. So she decides that even if Voltan and and Flash are on her side now, she doesn't know if she can trust and Zarkov. Right. She doesn't know if she can trust anybody. So while they're laughing, you know, she takes the ring and she takes off. Yep. Um, and she finds a ship, and you know, using information that she's gleaned on her on her journey, she's found where she thinks Ming's essence might be hiding. Right. Trying to bring him back and bring order out of all this crazy chaos. Because who can you trust anymore? Everybody keeps turning good, turning bad, all that stuff. So right. We- she's the only one that's really kept it. You know. Right. Yeah. And so, amazingly, that's the way that this movie kind of ends with the cliffhanger with the baby being born and Dale going off to find Ming. And then, you know, you got Clytus has been killed by Voltan's captain hat. And out of that, amazingly enough, it's a different soundtrack. But the movie ends with Brian Blessed rapping about wearing your hat. Since I saw thee last, open your clip off without your hat. Dear Mary Jane, doing this and that, but must be insane up there without your hat. Because <laughs> I'll catch the death, and that's a fact. Because it's cold on a clip off if I've got no hat. Then what will cook me the body and soul? We'll have to bury me in a deep dark hole. Then worms are lately from head to toe. That's the way the world, that's the way it goes. But that's not the end for thee, my friend Cause dukes ain't the worms and it'll happen again What's I doing? Then one fine day we'll have dukes for tea We will be eating, we'll be eating tea And that's the way we'll get our own back Cause I went on a trip over without your ass That's where we get us home Wow <laughs> <laughs> You didn't wait till after the credits, right? Yeah, that well, he does a small piece there at the, at the end, and then it kicks back in when when uh, Dale actually makes it to. They don't even describe where the area is. She's just following this, yeah. this guy that's up on the screen. Well, you know, at the, at the very end of the you know the uh, the hat 
I mean, I mean, that hat rap is amazing, you know, and, and all the people of Mongo, they celebrate and rejoice like in the other one. And, and they look around, they say, where's Dale? Where's Dale? Right. And then, you know, they clip to the ship and the, the ship lands in this rocky terrain. And, uh, and then you see this, this red robed figure sitting on a cliffside and she holds up the ring, you know, and, and then Ming turns around and sees the ring and he's just, he's looks so sad. Yeah. It's not as long as the original movie. It's a little shorter, uh, but it's the, a, action packed, man. Packed. It is. It's, it's packed. got a ton I mean, of stuff in it. There was, there was a big plan for releasing some figures of the Screecher bitches, but, uh, I think because of the darkness of the, of this movie, it just never got released. Yeah. I'm, I, I kind of agree with, with that decision, to be honest. It, it's an amazing movie, and the effects are brilliant. Yes. Uh, and it's a real tour de France. <laughs> tour but, you know, de France. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't think that, that anyone is capable of withstanding the bombardment to your senses that this movie represents. I'm not sure that I'm the same person that I was when I started well, the, the big problem with it is they were going to show this movie and feel around, and uh, that just that just didn't work out for this movie. That's true, because there's there's a lot of pain in this movie. Right. So, <laughs> all right. So that's going to take us up to top our top five lines of Flash Gordon Part Two. So the first one I got is when uh, Brian Blessed, which Voltan, like I said, you got to remember his street cred he's got now, and uh, he actually says. Get your hands out of my face, yo! For reals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, but that as as silly as it sounds, that was a pretty serious. He was scene upset. Too. He was upset. I got uh, I got where where uh, Dale is is talking to Flash when he's when he's blind, when she says, "Flash, are you okay? I know you can't see, but we only have twenty days to save the Mongoverse." <laughs> my next one is when Flash is just. He's upset. He turns around and goes, I'm blind. I can't see. Oh, yeah. It's not masterful writing, but it gets to the point. Well, you know, it's it's if you put it in character of who's saying it, I mean, it it's it is Sam Jones magic. True. I got uh, I got Voltan when when he's, you know, encountering Ajax and he's trying to, to keep the Hawkmen together and not uh, tumble into civil war. And he says, you tripping, G, we Hawks. <laughs> yes, that was pretty cool. I like when uh, the, the next one I got is when uh, when Clytus is talking to Commander Sk- Skanko, and he says, "You ever seen a hawk person and a lizard person mate? It's not pretty." Oh God. Okay. Um. <laughs> again, I've got Volton, and uh, this is my last line. Um, Voltan, you know, when when he's asked about what happened on Phrygia, he says, "Baron." That mother's dead. <laughs> Hail Ming. <laughs> okay. And, and my last one is when when Cladis again is talking to Commander Skanko and he says, You want a chocolate covered pretzel? Oh. No. That's, uh, that's it thanks. for Top Five Lines. Top Five Lines. There's an inside joke with the whole chocolate-covered pretzel that's earlier on in the movie, so uh, you, uh, you have to see it to understand it. Inside joke. Inside, inside joke. joke. Inside joke. Yay. <laughs> All right. Let's take the stride up to... Rating time, time. Rating time. What do you think about it, Danny? 
Oh man, you you should go first because I don't want to steal your thunder okay. on the rating. I want to give it uh, 237 Commander Skankos because it's such a no. pivotal, pivotal per- person in the movie. So it, it's just it's just hard to beat. Really, really enjoyed it. Yes, it's true. And I, similarly, I'm going to go with something that is unique to this film. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to give it 15 flying screecher bitches. Yeah. Uh, how can you forget them, man? I mean, with that sound. <laughs> the only thing would make it better if you had one of these behind it. <laughs> I mean, that screecher bitch sound, it gives me nightmares. Oh, and yeah. every time, every time one of them comes on screen, that, that sound happens. And the fact that when the Hawkmen are down there and they're flying overhead and they make that noise, you just see the blood start coming out of their ears. And oh, they yeah. turn they turn each other and go, What? What? <laughs> go where? I can't hear anymore. Pee Wee Herman who? Hell <laughs> <Tell> me. <laughs> so yeah, folks. It's a classic that will never be seen. But uh it was a lot, a lot of fun to check it out. The Screecher Bitches are something that deserve their 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 screen time. It's a shame that we'll never allow them to be on screen like they should be. Maybe if you get to be big shots like us and you get involved in the Flash Gordon community, you'll get an opportunity to see it, but I doubt it. Absolutely. And as always, what about Brian Blessed? What do you think of Flash Gordon Part 2? Shut up! Will you shut up? Oh. Hmm. He's not a fan, I guess. Well, you know, he was in it, so maybe he... Maybe he didn't like the way it turned out. Maybe so. I don't know. We'll have to check into that. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Hello. This is Bobby Brown for my new business, Bobby Brown's House Cleaning. After my music career ended, I needed to come up with a new venture to support the family. I'm always thinking about the best for them. So I created Bobby Brown's House Cleaning. People say, but Bobby, why would we let a former crackhead in our house? I'm just trying to clean your house and support my family. What can Brown do for you? Well, we clean windows, vacuum floors, mop, dust, just about anything you need done. We will do, except the tub. I'm staying far away from those bathtubs. People say, but Bobby, why cleaning houses? We will make your crib spotless. There's no worries when you leave the key for Bobby Brown's house cleaning. Around in your house while you are at work. Remember, what can Brown do for you? Everything but the tub. Bobby Brown's house cleaning is a proud sponsor of the Hell Mean Power Hour. Flash Gordon 2, Clytus' Revenge, a movie highly anticipated, yet one filled with controversy. Here at the Hail Ming Power Hour, we take an in-depth look 
into some of the controversies in the making of this film by speaking with two of its co-stars. Tonight on Behind the Lightning Shield. Mr. Jones, in the sequel to Flash Gordon, your character, the hero, takes a dramatic turn and becomes the villain. What is it you thought when you first saw this twist? Well, when I first heard it, I said, wow, I mean, that's, that's cool, but are they really going to get it? So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, it's camp. Is it funny? Are we supposed to laugh? Or are they serious? There are unfortunate rumors that during the filming of this movie, there, wa there was a great deal of drug use. Some would say legendary amounts of drug use. Um, can you confirm or deny that you partook in any drug use during the filming of this movie? I mean, when you do it, you don't ever think it's going to be legendary or, or, or iconic. So it had all these different blends of, uh, you know, this vision, and it was vibrant, it was rich. But uh, the, the underlying themes and stuff, you're saying, really? So I think we got some good stuff right there. It's really good. I understand that you and your co-star, Brian Blessed, didn't really get along during the making of this movie, is that correct? You know, we had, we had quite a few falls, um, but I got hit a few times with his bull which inspired me to do the same to him. Well, you saw him today, right? Same thing. I mean, when somebody gives him a picture of he and I, and he signs it first, he makes sure that he signs up the entire picture so I can't put my signature in there. That's Brian Blessed. Now, as I understand it, uh, at least in part, some of the trouble between you and Brian Blessed was because you were insisting on seeing his penis. Is this correct? Well, um, it's a great question. It's a great question, Russell. Um, and it really, it's all there. You know, it's all there. And it caters to everybody. I love it. And even now, after all these years, I've only seen it seven times, by the way. Only seven. And I, I find something new and different. I get to enjoy it now. When I made the movie, I didn't really get to enjoy it because we were just thrown from set to set. But uh, I love it. From there, we move on to Sam Jones's co-star for the movie, Mr. Brian Blessed. Mr. Blessed, could you tell us a little bit about what you did to prepare for your role in the sequel to Flash Gordon? Now fully become a fully trained cosmonaut in Moscow. I've done 800 hours, centrifuge, MiG-20s, MiG-25s, and I'm now first reserve for the International Space Station, and I'll be going there next year to wow. the International Space Station. Your character has a very dramatic scene in the movie where you find out your daughter has been taken away by Clytus to become the mother of the new enemy of 
the Mongoverse, known as the Screech of Bitches. Could you walk us through the scene where you find your daughter missing while I play the music for that scene on my cell phone? In one scene, I had to destroy the entire set. It's my daughter's wedding day, and she doesn't turn up, and I go absolutely bloody bananas. I destroy tables, chairs, and people. I throw the chickens and food everywhere, and scream all kinds of foul loads. How was it to, once again, don the Voltan costume and work with the actors and directors to play such an iconic character? That was enough for me. Off Dino, I said. The Hawkmen are fainting, the wings aren't flapping, and I've got a huge wire strapped to my bollocks. Every time you walk in, something goes wrong. Now, off! You are a very well-renowned and well-respected actor, but uh, according to some of the cast members, you did seem to come off as kind of cocky. Uh, how would you respond to that? Yes, I think you've got to you've got to really love yourself. I mean, yeah. To love oneself is to have a lifelong romance. I understand when this movie first started filming, you had an immediate hatred of Sam Jones. Is that correct? Rubbish! This man, who was blessed by God with an amazing talent, was pissing it up against the wall. That's what made me hate his bloody guts sometimes. I understand that some of the conflict between you and your co-star came because of alleged drug use during the set. What exactly did you tell him about his substance abuse problem? They're all scared that you're going to get pissed and spoil things for everyone. Do you actually enjoy having that effect on your fellow actors? If I smell alcohol on you, or if you start threatening people, I'll kick your teeth down your throat and get one of your cronies to pull them out of your ass. And how did this get resolved? I dragged him all over his house. I bounced him off the bloody wall. He'd have my feet in his face and up his ass. I once kicked him very hard in the bollocks. About two minutes in, I got him in a chokehold and he submitted. The Hell Ming Power Hour is sponsored by James Jones Frozen Chicken Nuggets. When your dinner is running afoul, why not put ours in your mouth? Nuggets so good, you request them for your last meal. Made with all white meat chicken from farm-raised hens. No additives, no preservatives, just cut in chunks from the chicken, frozen, and sent to your local grocer's freezer section. When you're cooped up at the house, reach for James Jones Frozen Chicken Nuggets. And wash it down with our new fruit punch. After all, we are the reason your juice says concentrate. Because you need to think if you really want to drink it or not. Rest easy that you'll sleep like a baby after sipping some before you retire. That's James Jones Frozen Chicken Nuggets and Jonestown Fruit Punch. Both found at your local supermarket and convenience stores. Get some today. From your friends at Ralph Mouth Records comes a treat for young and old. Samantha Bergemont sings the groundbreaking music from Flash 2. Who could forget this one? Have you ever heard a Hawkman over Mongo's moons? Or seen an Ninja 
wiser Cause their face is in their mouth and other things Cause their face is in their mouth and other things Among the kingdoms of Manga, oh, there's a forest. Phrygia is pretty cold and lame. I'll send my screecher bitches to destroy it. I'll make the Phrygian people curse my name. Check out Samanthria Bergemont and other artists on the Flash Gordon 2 soundtrack, exclusively from Ralph Mouth Records, available at record stores all over and your local Circle K marketplace. Ralph Mouth Records, music you can taste. Everybody, hope you enjoyed this one. Again, this is the fans voting. It's the farcical part two for a movie that doesn't exist. Uh, some of this might throw some of you new listeners off like, what the heck is going on in this show? But uh, hey, this is how you get involved. We do this because you asked us to. And uh, it's a lot of fun to just come up with crazy stuff that go along with movies that we absolutely love. And uh, if you have any recommendations, hey, feel free to put them out there for us. And uh, who knows? We may have another poll and, and decide on another one to do down the road if this one works out pretty good. Yeah, ultimately, we are out there to entertain. So anything you want us to do, yeah, we're probably... Um, we're. Probably game to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're trying to live up to our promises, even though it's about a year late. <laughs> but a lot of this stuff we've been having out there for a long time. So we're just playing catch up. Uh, you know, Danny and myself are both actually pretty busy fellas. So whenever we can get the time to, to throw these things together, that, that's our priority is for you guys. Well, our, our jobs at, at, you know, Ming Enterprises and, and being princes of the Mongoverse, they they definitely don't pay the bills. So right. we've got to find other ways to pay the bills. Like I said, throw some recommendations out there. We'd be glad to check them out. If you have voicemails or anything like that you want to send, some messages or whatever, send them to helmingpowerhour at gmail.com. We'd be glad to put them on the show. Or you can just put them on the Facebook page. I can get them from there, too. But uh, we want you guys involved. This is your show. We're just the crazy guys steering the ship. Yeah, and we do it for you. So um, remember also to check out Legion Podcast, where we have a happy and comfy little home. Uh, also, the other uh, podcasts that are on Legion Podcast, which are growing every day. Man, I think they just yeah. came three this week. Yeah, we're um, picking up shows left and right, and it's just it's good to see the family grow. Right, and so give it a try. We're also on Twitter, where uh, we have uh, episodes archived on SoundCloud, on YouTube. Yep. We have uh We're everywhere. What? We're everywhere. iTunes. Yeah. I mean Stitcher, Google Play, all those outlets. We're on all of them. So yeah, my uh, goal is that someday you will type in Hail Ming and the next two words that come up will be power hour. And then if you type in power hour, the next two uh will be millionaires. And then <laughs> beyond that, you no, know, I, I don't know what my plans are because I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> 
just don't type in James Jones Kool-Aid. That's not a good idea. No, because it's James Jones Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> when, your dinners have run af- when your dinners have run afoul, put our nuggets in your mouth. <laughs> All right, I think it's time to call it. Hey, <laughs> so for everybody out there, if there's nothing else, I'm Rick. Now I'm Danny. And we'll see you next time, folks. <laughs> Hello everybody. Sometimes you watch a movie that isn't there. Sometimes it isn't there the next day. But you might learn something from this movie. Is it fun? Yes. Does it have everything you need from a movie going forward? Yes. Is it what you asked for? Absolutely. So remember this, if nothing else. When you ask for something, the Hail Ming Power Hour will deliver. That's right. No matter what it is, as long as you give us time. So with that in mind, Remember, everybody, actions speak louder than catchphrases. Good night, everybody. Members of the audience will receive the following. Classic Curves by Dittos, the pants for feel-good company. A gift certificate from Maruchan Ramen Noodles. Rice-a-roni. All guests receive a copy of the El Ming Home Game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. El Ming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.
torture, 